0: This is First Date Stories, the podcast, the show where women in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond talk all about the first dates they've been on, from the wildly successful to the completely disastrous and everything in between. Here's your host, Jody Klein, founder of FirstDateStories.com. Your time is valuable. Your safety is critical. So how should you handle the trade-off of spending a lot of time texting and emailing and talking on the phone with a guy before going out with him versus screening him quickly and then deciding whether or not to meet him? Pre-qualifying is important. Let's face it, you probably don't want to waste your time with someone who's absolutely not a match for you. My guest this week is Rachel. She's a seasoned dater in her late 40s she invested more upfront time getting to know Matt before going out with him than she usually did with her blind dates. As it turned out, Matt's actions spoke louder than his words. And now, here's Rachel's first date story. Welcome, Rachel. I am so glad to have you on the podcast today.
1: Thank you, it's great to be here.
0: I know you've got lots to share with us. I wanna talk about you first. You are a woman in her late 40s. What field are you in and how do you spend your work
1: days? So I am in human resources. I work for a consumer products company and I spend my day, like most people who work in an office, uh, either behind a computer, typing away or (laughs) interacting with the various clients that I support.
0: And when you're not typing on that computer, what do you do for fun?
1: I love to be outside as much as I can, and I enjoy Pilates and traveling. I love to cook and spend time with my friends and family. Have you been married before? I have not.
0: What's the name of the guy that we are going to be talking about today? His
1: name is Matt.
0: How did you and Matt
1: meet? I have a very close girlfriend who tends to set me up with a lot of people, and she set me up with her cousin, Matt. Is she very close with her cousin? She has a fairly close relationship with him.
0: Had she tried to set him up in the past, or was this the first time she had tried to do this for him?
1: I think this was the first time she had set him up. He had been previously married for 17 or so years.
0: Oh, okay. That means he had just gotten divorced when you were uh, set up, or was he still separated?
1: He was already divorced. I think they had been apart for about five years.
0: So she's a good friend, but you and the cousin had never crossed paths, it sounds like.
1: We had never met.
0: When she suggested this to you, what did you think?
1: I am always open to meeting people, and I thought it was thoughtful of her to think of me.
0: What happened next? How did you hear from him?
1: He first texted me and then we set up a time to talk and we had a couple back and forth texts and various phone calls. We definitely had some banter between the two of us.
0: By banter, you mean it was kind of fun exchange?
1: It was fun and exciting and he was, appeared to be very interested.
0: What were some of the things that he texted to you? Do you remember?
1: It was just witty conversation. I could tell he was a man who we shared similar backgrounds. We had similar interests, similar religious background. Are you and he about the same age? I believe we are within a couple years of one another. Does he have kids? He has one daughter.
0: How did you feel about that when you learned that he had a daughter?
1: I had no feeling either way. I was happy for him that he had a daughter and that he seemed to really be close to her and have a good relationship with her. But I didn't think that that impacted me one way or another. And she is like in her late teens, which is probably why I didn't have a more um, visceral reaction. Got it. You had a
0: phone call with him.
1: We had a couple phone calls, oh, you had a couple phone calls before he asked you out, so how did you which is actually against one of my policies because I don't like to spend a lot of time on the phone or investing a lot of time in the back and forth interaction uh, until I meet somebody,
0: but you made an exception this time,
1: yeah, it just it, there seemed to be a natural flow, and I think we both at the time had other situations that were preventing us from meeting right away
0: both busy people it sounds like
1: how did the date get set up then so this was in the summer and we left it that on one of our phone calls that he would call me early in the week to set up a date and then I never heard from him again
0: never heard from him during that week Never heard from him again. Never heard from him again. He never followed up to actually book the date that he told you the two of you would go on at that time. at that time. Okay, what did you do? How did you handle that?
1: I did nothing because his his cousin, who's my friend, proactively let me know that he had met a woman and he had started dating her.
0: I see. All right. Well, you had never met him. That I guess. Can happen. Yes. What happened next?
1: So fast forward to the fall, and I had learned that he had uh, broken up with this woman who he was seeing, and his cousin said, "Would it be okay if he reaches out to you again? Would you be open to that?" And I said, "Sure, I have nothing to lose." Then what happened? He reached out to me uh, probably a couple weeks later. And it was actually on a Saturday night, and I didn't have plans. And he said, I know you love music. Would you be interested in meeting me and another couple that I'm friends with? I I scored tickets to, it was like a hip band. And would you be interested in doing this last minute? And I said, sure. And as we were trying to arrange a plan because we live probably a half hour, 45 minutes in a different direction of where we were to meet. He said to me, why don't we meet where two highways intersect and you can leave your car and I can drive us to the venue.
0: So I'm curious when he called you Did he say anything about how he never contacted you in the summer like he said he was going to?
1: I don't believe he acknowledged that. No apology? No. Okay.
0: Okay. Here you are. You are going to meet him where two freeways meet. How did that go? What happened next?
1: I think I actually sent him a text message that said, well, I am really uh, excited to meet you. And um, and think what you had planned was really fun. It doesn't feel right to me to meet you on the intersection <laughs> of a highway for a first date. Because
0: he was thinking you were supposed to meet on the side of a road. Is that what it was? He wanted you to pull off on it the, side,
1: on the of side of a road per se. It was in a strip mall. Okay, and I would leave my car and. And he would drive us to the van. I see.
0: Okay. So you pull off the freeway at the intersection, there's a strip mall there, you leave your car, you get into his. That's how he Correct. wanted to orchestrate the whole the first hello there.
1: How did he respond to that? He understood completely and said that he felt like his words a jerk and that he would arrange something later in the next couple of weeks.
0: Okay. So that date then didn't happen that
1: night. It didn't, but I had another great date for a man that I had been casually seeing. So it all worked out well. So you went out with
0: another guy that night. I went out with another guy. Woman, that's great. Okay. So did you hear back from Matt again?
1: I did. So it was six weeks later, he reached out and let me know that he wanted to meet me for a drink in my neighborhood. Were you surprised to hear from him? Because six
0: weeks is a pretty long time between being in contact.
1: It is, but we traded a few texts and it was due to his, he was going to be away for an extended period of time. And so I just said, give me a call when you find that you'll be in my area because I was not going far to meet him. Got
0: it. So it wasn't that there was dead air and no interaction during those six weeks.
1: Okay. And you met. We met. met in my neighborhood for a drink and we had a really nice time, a fun evening and had a couple of cocktails and really good conversation. Like I mentioned, we had a lot in common from how and where we grew up and college and similar age, similar generation. So conversation was easy and fun.
0: When you finally met him in the restaurant, What did you think? Were you attracted to him? Was he as you had expected his appearance to be and his persona to be?
1: Well, with our benefit of having Facebook, I knew what he looked like. So he looked like his picture on Facebook. And he's the kind of guy that I wasn't necessarily attracted to by his good looks. But had he been a good, had a good personality and direction in life and a different personality, I would have found him very attractive. But what I learned was he was a struggling writer who had never really had a career, who worked a bunch of odd jobs, and in your early to mid-50s is just not what I'm looking for.
0: Got it. So you had a lot in common, it sounds like, but as you're talking through learning about one another, this all comes out uh in the discussions
1: right it would have been something where he could be a great friend and we could have a lot of fun and go listen to live music and do activities but as looking for a partner it was clear that he cannot even support himself let alone someone else oh. and that by some of the stories he told me it demonstrated that he was immature in a lot of ways mm.
0: How did you handle hearing all of that with a drink in hand, I guess, uh, at the bar there?
1: It was a natural interaction for me. I don't judge him for that. I just was able to identify that it's not something probably for me. But I did leave the date saying if he calls me again, I would go out with him because I think it's good to be out and be social and to get the energy flowing. Mm -hmm.
0: a lot of good karma out there and it sounds like you two had a really nice rapport
1: oh a really nice rapport yes a very nice rapport had a lot to talk about there was not dead air to be filled
0: not a lot of awkward silences it sounds like none at all and the whole bit and then what happened I never heard from him again that seems to be his pattern that probably wasn't a shock to you at this point
1: (laughs) it was not a
0: shock did you cross paths with
1: him again i did so fast forward probably a year later his cousin had a housewarming party and i went to the housewarming party and it was a fun time had a lot of friends there and as i was getting ready to leave and she actually i said is is he going is not going to be there and she said i don't i think he's out of town i don't think he's coming and i said okay and as i was leaving there he was so i walked up to him and the woman that he was there with And I said, hi, Matt, and I gave him a big hug and said, it's great to see you. And I turned to the woman that he was with and said, hi, I'm Rachel, it's nice to meet you. And then I turned around and I kept going and said goodbye to a few other people and I left. How'd you feel about that? I felt really great because I happened to look really good that night it was like one of those nights where everybody says you look great oh my goodness your hair looks great your outfit's amazing i was wearing a sexy low-cut shirt with a (laughs) push-up bra so i felt great about myself that night fantastic and when
0: you left, how did you think you left him? Like, wh- how do you think he responded to that very warm embrace, even though he had completely blown you off?
1: I'm making meaning, but I think he was a little gobsmacked about the whole way that the interaction happened. I don't think he expected my behavior, maybe, to be as warm. And friendly as it was, and warm and friendly towards this woman, so I think that that took him by surprise. Sounds like you did a little killing him with kindness. Absolutely. There's no. I don't think that there's any other way. Like no reaction is the best reaction. Uh, I think those are really important words to agreed.
0: Live by. I certainly agree. So looking back on this whole experience, where he asked you out. To meet by the side of the road, doesn't happen. Then there's another misfire, then doesn't hear from him. And then this whole saga. What are your takeaways? Like, what have you learned from this whole experience that you can share with the listeners?
1: I think that my biggest takeaway is that there's a reason why I don't invest a lot in conversations ahead of time and texting and um, phone calls and talking on the phone. Because I really believe that you watch the feet. And so if a man wants to take you out on a date, he's going to call you. He's going to arrange the date and he's going to take you out.
0: Well, I guess you're saying it's important to meet first and decide Uh, from there. Right.
1: Well, I think what I'm saying is what I learned from it is that the fact that I have boundaries around not investing a lot of time talking on the phone and texting with somebody before I meet them is a good practice for me to keep because I invested a lot of time with this man and he, through his actions, showed who he was. Mm-hmm. That he wasn't responsible, that he was kind of a little bit of a mess, that he couldn't get his act together. And I think that's indicative. Now knowing more about his personal story, it's indicative of who he is.
0: By not spending a lot of time up front with the texting and the calling and so on, you also are not setting sort of expectations for yourself for investing i guess mentally and emotionally in in the meeting as one would if you were really engaged with you know conversation early on is that something that you think is factoring into your preference for not doing a lot of interacting before the meeting and the first date
1: it could be but not consciously for me for con- consciously for me it's a waste of my mm-hmm. time yeah And it sounds like a big waste of time. Like, why am I talking to you if nothing's going to happen? Like, what do I get out of that? Okay.
0: When all was said and done, what did your friend say to you about all of this?
1: She too is somebody who dates a lot of men. And so she just said she was sorry that it ended this way, but that was it. On to the next.
0: It sounds like uh, it was an experience that, you know, confirmed your approach to dating, at least the upfront part of getting the getting to know you part of dating.
1: Yes, it was just a blip in the the dating. Gotcha. Scene. Okay. That
0: that's is a story, a story. And I thank you for sharing it. You feel that early on for you, it's best to just quickly move to the, the meeting part. Uh, if that's intended to happen, if that's meant to happen, and then see where things go from there.
1: Very okay. much. Well, so.
0: I wish you all the best in your dating journey, uh, from this point forward. And I thank you so much, Rachel, for being on the podcast with me today.
1: Thank you. It was my pleasure.
0: What's your take on this first date story? Do you have thoughts about it? Maybe you had a flashback to a date you went on once. We want to hear from you. Please go to first date stories forward slash podcast to post your comments, connect with other women and listen to more episodes. While you're on the website, make sure to check out the articles about dating longer and later in life. If you have a memorable first date story that you want to share with other women, please go to first forward slash share and tell us about it. We might invite you to be a guest on a future podcast episode or to publish a short story you've written about your date on our website. After all, that's what firstdatestories.com is all about, creating a place for women to share our stories and connect around our dating experiences. And now for The Legalese. This podcast is for general information and entertainment purposes only, and is not intended as professional advice for our listeners we suggest that you always consult with your own personal coaches and advisors. First Date Stories does not recommend or endorse or object to the views or topics expressed on this podcast. Also, the names of the guests and the men who they've dated are often changed for privacy purposes. You can subscribe to this podcast at firstdatestories.com, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. First Date Stories, the podcast, is produced and edited by Kim Paletti and Lisa Gray of Soundline Productions, and is brought to you by Espoir Ventures. Thanks for listening, and keep going on those first dates because beyond your next first date may be the long-term love you are seeking.